Hi, and welcome to the No More Sleepless podcast. I'm happy you're joining me today. My podcast is designed to help you fall asleep as I provide you with some tips on getting better sleep, distract you from your own thoughts by rambling about things currently happening in my life, and we end every episode with the bedtime story. Take a few deep breaths, relax, enjoy the episode, and most importantly, have a good night. Hi there and welcome to another episode of the No More Sleepless Podcast. I'm happy you're joining me tonight again. I'm happy you are tuning in and today's going to be a bigger topic. Um, I could probably cut that into several episodes in itself but I wanted to talk about self-care today and I, in the last episode, what you can learn about my experience with doctors, I spoke a little bit about the different doctors that I saw, including seeing a therapist, a massage therapist, and a chiropractor. And um, it was just a number of effects that just had me struggling physically and mentally with the lack of sleep and so on. And I felt like I needed to take some action. And that's why I did see the different doctors. And that was the inspiration for today's episode to talk a little bit more about self-care. A lot of times when you hear self-care, um, different things might come to mind. You might think of that bubble bath or a skincare routine or massages, maybe even a spa day. But in my personal opinion, self-care goes so much uh, beyond that. It goes far deeper. So I thought I'll talk a little bit about it today what I feel can encompass self-care and why I think it is so important, first of all, to your overall health and well-being. And then also that goes in hand, of course, with getting some good night's sleep. So um, as I said, in my opinion, self-care goes beyond the massages, a glass of wine, or just chilling in front of the TV and so on. But self-care literally means taking care of yourself. And when you take care of yourself, you have the energy, you have the strength, you might have that mindset to take care of others as well, be it in your relationships, with your children, your partner, pets, anyone you have to take care of. It also gives you the energy and the mindset to take care of your business or work or your finances and your life in general. So um, I think if you're not feeling well physically or mentally, it can affect all areas in your life. And the same goes around the other way around. If some of the areas in your life are not well, it can affect other areas in your life. So for example, if you're not feeling well physically or mentally, it can affect you in your job, it can affect you in your business, it can affect you with your relationships, it might affect you socially, where you're just not feeling like going out and seeing others and so on. So it spills over into the other areas. Um, if you're, for example, stressed out about something negative that happened in your relationship, maybe you had a fight with a partner or a friend, it might affect you at work. You might still be thinking about it. You might not be as productive that day. It might still be lingering around and might affect your mood. Um, so it can also affect you in other relationships when you have this anger or, or that fight that happened at the back of your mind and then it can affect you and the way you're treating others in your life. 
And it just is in so many areas. Let's say you're experiencing some financial hardship that can affect you in different areas in your life as well, where it might affect your relationships, where there might be some arguments about finances. It might affect you at work because you are constantly concerned about the finances and it's hanging like a dark cloud over you. And it might affect you with your relationships with your you know, children or family in general, where you feel like you can't be really present in the moment. And that's just always a thought. So we are not machines and we can't just turn off one area or the other or any emotions that we're going through or trying to handle just because it affects us in so many different areas. And therefore, I think self-care is very important and goes beyond just that bubble bath or that glass of wine at the end of the day, even though both can be very nice and soothing and so on. So for me, self-care can mean taking care of yourself physically, mentally, intellectually, spiritually, financially, socially, when, when you think of the relationship with your family, partners, kids, friends, co-workers, church members, and so on and so on. It can also mean um, taking care of your occupation, your work, or your business. Let's think of that job that is, you know, literally sucking the life out of you, or at least it feels that way. And when you leave your job at the end of the day, you're feeling drained and stressed and exhausted frustrated maybe even a little bit angry at the end of the day how is that going to affect the rest of your day and other areas in your life like the relationships with your partner with your family um, socially how it affects you and so on so for me taking care of yourself just um, includes all those different areas and now you don't need to tackle everything at once because it might feel overwhelming if I'm telling you, you know, take care of yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, and so on and so on. So that might feel overwhelming. But just think maybe of that area in your life where you feel like some changes here could have a big effect on me. And then try and see if you can address that first and then build up from there if you feel the need to or if you think you can benefit from that. So that will be different for anyone and just depending on your own personal situation. So maybe you're dealing with a relationship that is sucking that energy out of you and that leaves you drained and exhausted and it's an emotional roller coaster or anything like that. So maybe you can think of what can I do to improve this situation do I need to set some boundaries? Do I need to limit the contact? Are we working through any areas of miscommunication? Are we maybe seeking therapy and so on? So think of an area that is really affecting you right now where you feel like some changes can have a big effect. If your health is suffering, uh, maybe you're waking up drained and you're not getting enough sleep and so on. Maybe the first steps that you that could really have a good impact on you as getting better sleep so you can wake up energized ready for the day and you have that energy at work when it comes to your business you have that patience you have that energy you have that um, joy when it comes to your family and so on just because you slept well and you feel ready for the day 
Uh, maybe for someone it might be a financial situation and it's really stressing you out and it's that dark cloud that I mentioned before that's hanging over you and that's something that you might not be able to change overnight uh, but maybe just working on a long-term plan a one-year five-year ten-year plan or whatever might help you get some directions and might make you feel better as you're taking some steps on working on it and tackling that problem instead of just feeling like you have this big problem in front of you and you don't even know where to get started now as i'm going through those different areas of what um, or how it can affect you i want you to also realize what you can control and what you can't control what is in your control what is outside of your control with situations or issues you can control um you know what can you do then you can control the situation but maybe you can control how you react and maybe you can control how it affects you. Maybe you can control a little bit that you're creating some distance between you and the situation that is affecting you negatively. And if you can't create that distance uh, physically, or if you can't create that distance out of whatever reason, because that is just a situation as part of your life, maybe you can create some mental distance to that situation and just review how you look at it. And then also, as you're going through that and you're looking at your life and see what you can do, review things that make you feel better in the short term, but might actually make you feel worse or might not make you feel better in the long term. So as I mentioned, that glass of wine. So maybe that glass of wine at the end of the long day might make you feel better in the short term. Uh, maybe if it starts increasing and that one glass turns into two three four glasses of wine maybe that might not benefit you actually in the long term because you're not getting enough sleep then at, you might fall asleep quickly but you're not getting good quality sleep after you've had that alcohol maybe you're waking up the next morning feeling drained you can have a heavy head and so on so maybe something that you're doing right now to in means of self-care or just as a habit at the end of the day or something you find relaxing um, might be you know looking good in the short term but it might not actually be beneficial in the long term maybe binge watching at the end of the day maybe you just want to have some mindless um, distraction and you're just in front of the tv just binge watching we've all been there maybe that will make you feel better in the moment but then it might affect again your sleep you might not be getting enough sleep you might be feeling drained and tired afterwards and so on so at least that's my experience that i have when i'm watching too long i just feel like i completely feel very tired afterwards so just have a little bit of a look into that and of course it's fine to have those areas occasionally as well where you you know watch something longer than you would normally and so on but just review a little bit um what can benefit you in the long term versus in the short term now i want to talk a little bit why i think self-care is so important so when i was dealing with insomnia and was making it somehow through the days with just poor sleep night after night i quickly saw how it was affecting so many different areas in my life so it was affecting me physically my body was aching more i had less energy I had frequent headaches, my back was aching more, I was dealing with infections, over infections, going from a cold to UTI and so on. So the lack of sleep was affecting me physically. It was also affecting me mentally where I was just feeling moody, was feeling drained, 
more anxious than I normally do. It was affecting my relationships where that low mood and energy was affecting the relationship to my partner and the relationships with my children and I was maybe a little less patient than I normally am, was maybe um, more on the edge than I normally am, a little more snappy or something like that. It was affecting my work for sure. I had trouble concentrating. I was drained. I um, was worried it's affecting my performance. It was affecting me socially where I might not have had that energy to connect with friends or family. Also didn't want to burden my family with health concerns or anything like that. And I might have withdrawn a little bit more from family. So um, it all ended up where I actually took a three-month medical leave from work just because I was concerned about my... It, it was just I could not perform at work with the little sleep I was getting. I had nights I was getting two, three hours of sleep um, and that was pretty much the first couple of months and then it was just all the other health issues where it was you know, then I had the infections and so on that were affecting my sleep. So I did take three months of medical leave from work and I was I'm very glad I could take that. I was concerned about my work performance, working with numbers, making you know, errors at work. I was just feeling very anxious about the whole situation, that health concern. I was concerned about me even driving on the road with the little sleep I was getting. So I think that is one big reason why self-care I think is so important just because I've realized, I've noticed by myself how it can affect you if you're not feeling your best. And since then I've made it such an important point to include some self-care just to not get to a point again where I feel like I'm so on the edge where it's affecting me so much where half the time where I take breaks during the day and where I allow myself to take time for myself to refill that tank and don't just run on an empty tank and I've seen that with close friends as well I have two friends that are suffers from burnout and I saw firsthand how it affected their life where they um, had to quit their work their jobs and I saw firsthand how hard it can be to recover from that and get back to where you were prior So I personally think if possible, prevention is always the better alternative. And that is amongst others why I think self-care is so important. So when I am going through some stressful times in my life or when I know I have a lot going on, then I will double down on self-care. So that might mean for me, I'll make sure I get enough sleep. I might look into what helps me feel better in the long term Um, so that is definitely for me always getting enough sleep that might also mean that I'll have a week well just have a bubble bath at the end of every day just to have something relaxing Uh, for me a lot of times that means working on my planning and organizing my days where I don't pack it full with so many things I gotta do and then just feel concerned about not getting everything done and so on It might mean for me making sure I get enough breaks during the day, Uh, breaks at work and breaks to just take a few deep breaths and stretch a little bit and so on. So anything that might make me feel better right now in the moment and that might make me feel better in the short term and or long term. And as I said, if I not have busy time right now at work or we have a lot going on and so on, I will double down on that self-care. So when I was struggling with insomnia, I was pretty much two months in where I noticed 
it's affecting me. It was already early on where I noticed physical effects and so on, but it got to a point where I was laying up in bed, couldn't get back to sleep, and my back pain, migraines, everything was getting worse. And it got to a point where I couldn't get back to sleep because my back was aching. I couldn't find a spot where it was getting comfortable or my migraine was so bad and so on. So for me, that meant I need to tackle this back pain as well. And I need to be aware of my migraine triggers and try and do very well in that area just to not have the back pain, migraine and sauna affect my sleep on top of that where I could maybe get back to sleep but because my back is hurting so badly I can't get this comfortable position or anything like that. And that is why I chose to go to a chiropractor and why I chose to go to massage therapists and so on because it was a priority for me to get back to sleep again. It was a priority for me to get back to sleep so I can be there for my family, so I can go back to work and perform the way I work. It was a priority for my overall health and so on. So in the US here, um, seeing a chiropractor or massages is not covered by a healthcare plan, or at least not with my healthcare plan. So that also meant adjusting and readjusting my financial expenses to allow for that additional expense. And I'm very grateful that I was in a position where I could do that. And I'm very grateful I could take the time off from work and just really focus on getting better. But, you know, um, sometimes that might not be a place right now where you can do that or you might not have that option. And I, as well, you know, in different areas, I'm always looking for alternatives. Like, for example, with massages, I truly think that if I get a massage from a massage therapist, it's not comparable to, you know, massages you can get out uh, for purchase. So a massage therapist might be more in tune to what my body needs right now and can really focus on those areas. But then also I have at home a foam roller that I use during massage um, therapy sessions and I have those small little massage balls that I might use. I have an acupressure mat i recently got a massage hammer so just a foam roller um the small massage ball so acupressure might might just be a fraction of a cost from a massage and the massage hammer might be the cost of maybe two massages in person and so on and i can use it all the time and so on. so i'm using that between my massages where i can then you know stretch out the massage appointments that i'm getting or the chiropractor appointments and so on and just try and do see what i can do by myself same goes for example with strengthening my back um, strengthening my core stretching and so on that comes at no expense and i know it helps my back pain so you know what i'm trying to say here pretty much is self-care might come with some cost but maybe there's alternatives so maybe that doesn't mean um you know a spa day necessarily somewhere at a spa but maybe you can you know take some time in the evening for yourself at home and have the bath at home and maybe a mask on or something like that anything that you feel is beneficial to you so often in our busy lives, we um, don't allow ourselves to take that time for ourselves. Be it as parents, be it as caregivers, be it as students or anything, you just feel like I have so much to do and we struggle along that time for ourselves. And I was a single mom for 
uh, the majority of actually me having my two kids. So I'm married again now, but I was a single mom for a large part of that. And it often felt like I don't have the time. I can't take the time. I have so much on my plate that I need to struggle and or juggle, actually, and have so much going on where I just was in a go, go, go mood and didn't take that time for myself. So I want you to know that self-care is not selfish. It might sound so... Um, you've heard it before, you know, maybe you've seen it on your Instagram post or anything like that. But I truly believe that. And I want you to think of that and not feel guilty about taking time for yourself. Um, you know, when you take care of yourself and you are refilling your tank and you are in a position where you look after yourself, then you are going to be in a position where you can also give back. You can give back and be there and be present for your family, for your kids. You can give back to your community. You can maybe help your neighbor and it can come from the bottom of your heart from a loving and giving place not because you're completely drained and you're like oh again I gotta help here again but you can really take care of whoever it is around you from a good place and you everyone in your community everyone around you will improve from or will benefit from you doing well you know it's you will be, for example, fully present at work or in your business and other areas in your life that might not be ideal are not overshadowing you or anything like that. So just wanted to um, emphasize that point that self-care is not selfish. When I was flying, when I was younger, I always thought that analogy went, or even, you know, when you're on a plane and they say put on your oxygen mask first before you help you know, kids or anybody else needing help, I always thought that was very odd and it didn't sit well with me. I was like, why would I put on my mask first before I help somebody else? But it is truly, you need to take care of yourself so you can then help somebody else. If your child has the oxygen mask on and you help your child first, then maybe your child might not be in a position to help you. So um, just if you think of that, you need to be refilling your tank make sure your water cup is not all empty so you can then also give to the others around you and then in the end your family everyone in relationships around you in your community and so on will benefit from that as well so again just wanted to make that point again so if all that seems overwhelming right now just think of you know areas where you really think any changes could really help you improve your situation in the long term and then try and see if you can focus on that area and maybe right now you just want to look into every day and think what is that one thing I can do every day that I enjoy I'll have that one thing for myself that I enjoy it might be something creative might be you know painting something at the end of the day or drawing something or it might be reading that 10 minutes um, of a book at the end of the day or maybe that bubble bath that I mentioned before and so on. So think of that one thing that at least every day you can have one thing for yourself that you enjoy and you can incorporate that. And now talking about your evening and bedtime routine, maybe you want to think of that one thing that you can include in your evening routine that you find enjoyable and relaxing and that will get you to a good place to sleep. And then you can 
maybe start from there and build from there and analyze different areas that are causing some friction and negative energy in your life be it finances, relationship or work or anything like that and review that situation and see what you can do to improve that area so, so you have a positive effect there on the long term. Now I can't talk about self-care without briefly mentioning self-compassion and self-love and maybe I should have done that early on but I think to me that goes hand in hand self-care self-compassion and self-love and I could have a completely separate um, episode just on self-compassion and self-love so I think it's also important as I'm talking about all that that you don't beat yourself up um, just in a cycle of continuous self-improvement where you want to be perfect in every areas and you want to have your check, 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 check. I need to have the finances in line. My work is great. Family and relationships are great. And uh, I'm in this perfect health and sound. Then you're setting expectations up that might be hard for you to achieve and fulfill and might cause some frustration. So I don't want you to beat yourself up. I want you to be compassionate with yourself and be okay if life is not perfect in all areas, you know. I think it is important to identify areas of continuous pain, you know, and as again, as I said, it's going to be different for everyone. But if you have this continuous pain with this one relationship or with, you know, uh, my job or with this co-worker or, you know, continuous pain with my for example me my back pain or something then think what can I do to improve this area because I don't want you to suffer continuously from anything that you're dealing with there shouldn't be this continuous area of pain in your life um, but then also have compassion with yourself and be fine with not everything being um, perfect in your life so for me example I'm right now at the top of my weight I weigh more I think than when I had my son being nine months pregnant so I'm at the top of my weight and overall I'm focusing on health and my focus is really strongly on mental health this year last year and the year prior and I'm focusing on physical health as well so I do like to move I take our dog out for a walk at least twice a day might be three times a day I often stretch uh, just because of my back pain so I'll take some time in the evening to stretch I might take a little stretch break throughout the day I um, try to eat really fueling my body in a nutritious way I would like to say healthy but you know that's a whole different story but then right now I'm at the top of my weight and that is not something I'm going to stress about and that's not something I'm going to worry about I feel like we have so much going on right now so we don't need any extra where we stress about something um, I don't want to say unnecessarily. I know, for example, with my back pain, I know overall my back, my joints, my knees feel better when I carry less weight around. And I think it's going to be if, you know, I'm moving my body, if I'm doing the right thing, I'm sleeping well and so on. It's going to be something that will align itself at some point. And maybe at some point down the road, I will focus on that more. But right now I have different areas that I am focusing on. For me, that is my family, that is my work and changes uh, in my work life. And then, um, for example, the podcast and so on. So I'm not focusing on everything 
because that could be overwhelming and right now my weight is not something I'm worried about not something I'm focusing on and not something I'm beating myself up about um, similar with cooking so I love home-cooked meals I love cooking from scratch Sc scratch from scr <laughs> scratch yes <laughs> I was just thinking did I say that right so that's me when I cook I love cooking from scratch and I love home-cooked meals I love tr trying around with different recipes and so on but 2020 cooking a lot of elaborate meals was not there for me between working from home between you know schooling kids from home between everything that was going on that was not something that was in the cards for me and then on top of that I'm not a person that necessarily enjoys cooking for me cooking is a means to get some food that I find nutritious that is fueling my body but it's not something that I personally enjoy and I go into the kitchen and I cook and I'm feeling relaxed and creative in the kitchen that might be you that's different for everyone but for me it's more a chore literally so right now um, there hadn't been that many elaborate home-cooked meals the way I like it but it's more been uh, trying to find a shortcut in whatever way to get us fed in a way that is somewhat still nutritious and that is fine so as I said be compassionate with yourself give yourself some grace be kind to yourself and don't beat yourself up about all the different things that you want to improve and maybe down the road i'll have more energy again and more to thrive to focus on cooking as well but right now it just has not been there for me so you know be okay if you know whatever's going on in your life um, if there's something that you feel like that could use some improvement but I'm not working on that right now just focus on some areas where you feel like I really benefit from um, you know improving this area or that area but then it is okay if you don't work on everything on the other hand also you know with self-care self-love self-compassion i think it is important to just feel all emotions we're not gonna feel okay always that is not what i'm saying you don't have to have everything perfect and lined up and feel like i'm working on all those areas and my life should be perfectly fine this is not how life works so you will not always feel okay there will be something that is affecting you and disturbing you or there's life happening and that's okay but i think if it's um, something that is a continuous area of pain just out of self-preservation and self-love it's important for you to see if you can do anything about that situation Oh my, so that was a lot uh, or a little bit of some thoughts on self-care from my end. I hope you found it beneficial in some area. And I just think it's good to expand our thinking a little bit on self-care beyond just that, you know, short term, what can I do? Or just the thought of, oh, well, you know, uh, the, the bubble bath and face mask that you see. But maybe it's a different area for you personally where you focus on it. Maybe, as I said, if you're right now in a point where you have a lot of stresses in your life and you have a lot going on, you might feel like... Um, right now really have to double down on self-care and really take good care of myself on that note we really have a lot going on in our personal life right now as well so we are looking at moving moving three and a half hours away from our current uh, home so we will be closing on our new house tomorrow so uh, that's been an area 
moose are amongst others some of the areas that can be very stressful in uh, people's life i think there are like five areas of stress or the main five areas of stress that someone can experience in their life and move moving is one of them so it's been a lot in that regard just with everything else that's going on and then especially moving a little further away so we're looking into things that we got to do to our home here what we need to do in terms of repairs and packing and painting and so on and then also in our new place we're looking a little bit at some upgrades and getting some work done and so on so it's just juggling a lot of different pieces and then it's not like you're just a 10-15 minute drive away from the new place but then also managing that three and a half hour drive one way so um again it's i i know it's that we are right now in a point where it can be very stressful for everyone in the family for our kids for my husband just to get acquainted with a new area get adjusted in a new you know area of your life where it means new schools and everything so i know this can be a lot for everyone in the family i know this is a lot of changes and it can be a little bit scary for you know the younger ones knowing we're changing schools and you might not be seeing your friends as often and so on so again i I'm aware of this situation and the changes coming up and then I'm just trying to first of all take very good care of myself that I can be then supportive and be there for my husband and for my kids and if they are feeling overwhelmed by the situation or if my son has some concerns about the move and seeing his friends and so on I can then respond in a compassionate way and can be patient and I can hear you out and it's not that I have so much going on right now where I feel like you know I'm so drained with the situation that I have nothing to give so in that regard I just think you know self-care is is very important and for me that a lot of times comes especially with making sure I get enough sleep because when I get enough sleep then I am patient and I feel my best and I have that energy and um, you know especially my daughter my older one or even my son they will see if I'm not feeling well and I'm not feeling my best and with all of us living so close together and being in the house so close together and so on you know all the different energies that are around can affect you you know if somebody's not feeling well and their energy's down and low and so on it can affect somebody else and so on so i hope um you found those thoughts a little bit helpful and maybe you can just see and think about the areas in your life where you feel like a little bit of some self-care some self-compassion can help you and uh you know i don't want it to sound like a cliche but i just want you to be kind to yourself especially during hard times you know just we're all experiencing hard times right now so i want you to be very kind to yourself and you know give yourself some grace and be patient with yourself as well forgive yourself often and forgive others and um, hopefully you find that helpful all right i think it's a good point to get started on our bedtime story yeah other than us moving it's really not well it's a lot related to the move that's been going on in our life right now just between you know picking out appliances for the new place and reviewing paperwork after paperwork and signing paperwork and so on so i'm very much looking forward to the new chapter where we're actually closing in the house and then 
can move forward to the next chapter on improvements and so on and then get moved but yeah we are reading out of the marvelous land of laws finished the last chapter and our chapter now is called a nickel plated emperor so if you're not asleep already if you're in your bed and your eyes are wide open now would be a good time if you haven't closed them yet to close your eyes maybe take a few deep breaths and just listen to the story and uh, we'll take it from there a nickel plated emperor tip awoke soon after dawn but the scarecrow had already risen and plucked with his clumsy fingers a double handful of ripe berries from some bushes nearby. These the boy ate greedily, finding them an ample breakfast, and afterward the little party resumed its journey. After an hour's ride, they reached the summit of a hill, from whence they espied the city of the Winkies, and noted the tall domes of the emperor's palace, rising from the clusters of more modest dwellings. The scarecrow became greatly animated at the sight and exclaimed, How delighted! I shall be to see my old friend the Tin Woodman again. I hope that he rules his people more successfully than I have ruled mine. Is the Tin Woodman the Emperor of the Winkies? asked the horse. Yes, indeed. They invited him to rule over them soon after the wicked witch was destroyed. And as Nick Chopper has the best heart in all the world, I am sure he has proved an excellent and able emperor. I thought that emperor was the title of a person who rules an empire, said Tip, and the country of the Winkies is only a kingdom. Don't mention that to the Tin Woodman, exclaimed the Scarecrow earnestly. You would hurt his feelings terribly. He is a proud man, as he has every reason to be, and it pleases him to be termed emperor rather than king. I am sure it makes no difference to me, replied the boy. The sawhorse now ambled forward at a pace so fast that its riders had hard work to stick upon its back. So there was little further conversation until they drew up beside the palace steps. An aged Winky, dressed in a uniform of silver cloth, came forward to assist them to alight, said the scarecrow to his personage. Show us at once to your master, the emperor. The man looked from one to the other of the party in an embarrassed way and finally answered, I fear I must ask you to wait for a minute. The emperor is not receiving this morning. How is that? inquired the scarecrow anxiously. I hope nothing has happened to him. Oh no, nothing serious, returned the man. But this is his majesty's day for being polished, and just now his august presence is thickly smeared with putz palmonade. Oh, I see, cried the scarecrow, greatly reassured. My friend was ever inclined to be a dandy, and I suppose he's now more proud than ever of his personal appearance. He is indeed, said the man, with a polite bow. Our mighty emperor has lately caused himself to be nickel-plated. Good gracious, the scarecrow exclaimed at hearing this. If his wit bears the same polish, how sparkling it must be. 
but shows in. I am sure the emperor will receive us even in his present state. The emperor's state is always magnificent, said the man, but I will venture to tell him of your arrival and will receive his commands concerning you. So the party followed the servant into a splinted anteroom, and the sawhorse ambled awkwardly after them, having no knowledge that a horse might be expected to remain outside. The travelers were at first somewhat awed by their surroundings, and even the scarecrow seemed impressed as he examined the rich hangings of silver cloth, caught up into knots and fastened with tiny silver axes. Upon a handsome center table stood a large silver oil can, richly engraved with scenes from the past adventures of the Tin Woodman, Dorothy, the Cowardly Lion, and the Scarecrow. The lines of the engraving became traced upon the silver and yellow gold. On the walls hung several portraits, that of the Scarecrow seeming to be the most prominent and carefully executed, while a the large painting of the famous Wizard of Oz, an act of presenting the Tin Woodman with a heart, covered almost one entire end of the room. While the visitors gazed at these things in silent admiration, they suddenly heard a loud voice in the next room exclaim, Well, 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 what a great surprise. And then the door burst open, and Nick Chop rushed into their midst, and caught the scarecrow in a closed and loving embrace that creased him into many folds and wrinkles. My dear old friend, my noble comrade, cried the Tin Woodman joyfully. How delighted I am to meet you once again. And then he released the scarecrow and held him at arm's length while he surveyed the beloved painted features. But alas, the face of the scarecrow and many portions of his body bore great blotches of pot's pomade, for the Tin Woodman, in his eagerness to welcome his friend, had quite forgotten the condition of his toilet and had rubbed the thick coating of paste from his own body of that of his comrade. Dear me, said the scarecrow, what a mess I'm in. Never mind, my friend, returned the Tin Woodman. I'll send you to my imperial laundry and you'll come out as good as new. Won't I be mangled? asked the scarecrow. No, indeed, was the reply. But tell me, how came your majesty here, and who are your companions? The scarecrow, with great politeness, introduced Tip and Jack, Pumpkinhead, and the latter personage seemed to interest the tin woodman greatly. You are not very substantial, I must admit, said the emperor, but you are certainly unusual and therefore worthy to become a member of our select society. I thank your majesty, said Jack humbly. I hope you are enjoying good health, enjoyed the woodman. At present, yes, replied the pumpkinhead, with a sigh. But I am in a constant terror of the day when I shall spoil. Nonsense, said the emperor, but in a kindly, sympathetic tone. Do not, I beg of you, dampen today's sun with the showers of tomorrow. For before your head has time to spoil, you can have it canned, and in that way it may be preserved indefinitely. Tip, 
during this conversation was looking at the woodman with undisguised amazement and noticed that the celebrated emperor of the Winkies was composed entirely of pieces of tin, neatly soldered and riveted together into the form of a man. He rattled and clanked a little as he moved, but in the main he seemed to be most cleverly constructed and his appearance was only marred by the thick coating of polishing paste that covered him from head to foot. The boy's intent gaze caused the tin woodman to remember that he was not in the most presentable condition, so he begged his friends to excuse him while he retired to his private apartment and allowed his servants to polish him. This was accomplished in a short time. And when the emperor returned, his nickel-plated body shone so magnificently that the scarecrow heartily congratulated him on his improved appearance. That nickel-plate was, I confess, a happy thought, said Nick, and it was the more necessary because I had become somewhat scratched during my adventurous experiences. You will observe this engraved star upon my left breast. It not only indicates where my excellent heart lies, but covers very neatly the patch made by the wonderful wizard when he placed that valued organ in my breast with his own skillful hand. Is your heart then a hand organ? asked the pumpkin head curiously. By no means, responded the emperor with dignity. It is, I am convinced, a strictly orthodox heart, although somewhat larger and warmer than most people possess. Then he turned to the scarecrow and asked, Are your subjects happy and content, my dear friend? I cannot say, was the reply, for the girls of Oz have risen in revolt and driven me out of the Emerald City. Great goodness, cried the tin woodman, what a calamity. They surely do not complain of your wise and gracious rule. No, but they say it is a poor rule that don't work both ways, answered the scarecrow. And these females are also of the opinion that men have ruled the land long enough. So they have captured my city, robbed the treasury of all its jewels, and are running things to suit themselves. Dear me, what an extraordinary idea, cried the emperor, who was both shocked and surprised. And I heard some of them say, said Tip, that they intend to march here and capture the castle in the city of the Tin Woodman. Ah, we must not give them time to do that, said the Emperor quickly. We will go at once and recapture the Emerald City and place the Scarecrow again upon his throne. I was sure you would help me, remarked the Scarecrow in a pleased voice. How large an army can you assemble? We do not need an army, replied the woodman. We four, with the aid of my gleaming axe, are enough to strike terror into the hearts of the rebels. We five, corrected the pumpkin head. Five, repeated the tin woodman. Yes, the sawhorse is brave and fearless, answered Jack, forgetting his recent quarrel with the quadruple. The tin woodman looked around him in a puzzled way, for the sawhorse had until now remained quietly standing in a corner where the emperor had not noticed him. 
Tip immediately called the odd-looking creature to them, and it approached so awkwardly that it nearly upset the beautiful center table and the engraved oil can. I began to think, remarked the tin woodman, as he looked earnestly at the sawhorse, that wonders will never cease. How came this creature alive? I did it with a magic powder, modestly asserted the boy, and the sawhorse has been very useful to us. He enabled us to escape the rebels, added the scarecrow. Then we must surely accept him as a comrade, declared the emperor. A live sawhorse is a distinct novelty and should prove an interesting study. Does he know anything? Well, I cannot claim any great experience in life, the sawhorse answered for himself. But I seem to learn very quickly, and often it occurs to me that I know more than any of those around me. Perhaps you do, said the emperor, for experience does not always mean wisdom, but time is precious just now, so let us quickly make preparations to start upon our journey. The emperor called his lord high chancellor and instructed him how to run the kingdom during his absence. Meanwhile, the scarecrow was taken apart, and the painted sack that served him for a head was carefully laundered and restuffed with the brains originally given him by the great wizard. His clothes were also cleaned and pressed by the imperial tailors, and his crown polished and again sewed upon his head, for the tin woodman insisted he should not renounce this badge of royalty. The scarecrow now presented a very respectable appearance, and although in no way addicted to vanity, he was quite pleased with himself and strutted a trifle as he walked. While this was being done, Tip mended the wooden limbs of Jack Pumpkinhead and made them stronger than before, and the sawhorse was also inspected to see if he was in good working order. Then, bright and early the next morning, they set out upon the return journey to the Emerald City, the tin woodman bearing upon his shoulder a gleaming axe and leading the way while the pumpkin head rode upon the sawhorse and Tip and the scarecrow walked upon either side to make sure that he didn't fall off or become damaged. So this is where our chapter ends. I hope you enjoyed that reading and I hope you enjoyed that episode and mostly I hope you are fast asleep by now. I'm wishing you a very good night and uh, sleep tight, sweet dreams. Until next time, bye.